What about formula or breast milk? Um, you know, you'd have to at, bring your own. You'd have to, yeah. yeah you, well, I imagine they don't give you their own <laughs> breast milk. <but laughs> if there was one cruise ship that would, it would be Disney. <laughs> right, you have to get into international Disney. waters first. They would have a wet nurse in, right, in international yeah. waters. everybody to this week's bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and sam i feel like we needed a lead-in song like we needed like the whole incredicoaster lead-in like something with <laughs> baby be mine i don't know because we're going to be Jack talking Jack. Where, yeah where are all my infants at out there today uh right no, we're talking about babies right. that's right because we're going to talk about it's a small world right that's right we're not actually going to talk in baby talk though <laughs> just to be clear i'm not going to talk in baby talk for the show but we are going to be talking Talking about babies and what one does with a baby on a Disney cruise. And we have to be completely candid that we never sailed with Nathan when he was an infant. So we have no personal experience of bringing a child on board that is under three years old. And so we have an expert with us. He has his own blog. It's called secondstartotheright.com. No, no, no. Second dad to the right. Sorry, second dad to the right. And I just, we literally just said this and I, I was just reading his blog. Second dad to the right.com. Welcome the dad from second dad to the right.com. Alex, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. For those of you listening to us, uh, we will probably try to put this out as video too, but uh, Alex is wearing just the most on point t shirt you could be wearing for this episode right now. It's like, is it Jack Jack and like Nirvana? It's like the Nirvana album cover, Jack Jack, and I, I love it. I love everything about it. So there you go. So it's a private goal of mine to find the most random awesome shirts. <laughs> I like it that. It is goal. a random awesome shirt. It is quite perfect. Yeah. yeah. So Alex, we always like to start with our guests, Disney cruising background and Disney background. So tell folks how you, you know, what your experience is with Disney Cruise Line, the parks, how you got into blogging uh, about the parks. And yeah. December 2017, I wanted to run the three Spartan races which is uh, like an obstacle course race. And they've got like a 5K one, a 10K one, and then a 15K one. And the 15K one was in Tampa. And the other two were in Atlanta where I live. And so the only way I was going to get there was I said, hey, I told my wife, I said, I'll take you to Disney for two days. If you'll come, let me run this race. And she said, sure. Yeah, we'll do that. And it turned out to be a trip with not just her, but also my two daughters and my mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law. And we went to Disney for like six days straight. And then I had to run the race on the last day and then drive home. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that's I mean, that's like a marathon within itself, right? I mean, yeah, I, mean I was getting 25,000 steps. I, I only got I got about 32,000 steps in the race, about 25,000 steps every day in the park. So it was almost good training because I was running with the stroller from line to line because I was back when fast passes. You know, you had a fast pass that started at 1130 and one that started at 12. And so I'd have to sprint to the next ride. Um, <laughs> and then so we did that, made a couple trips and then got, I, I got super into Disney. I mean, I'll be honest, like the race was pretty much an afterthought after that. And <laughs> 
then we were like, hey, if we want a Disney cruise, it's like the Disney parks, but it's relaxing. So we actually went on the Disney Wonder in February of 2020 out of New Orleans. Some people who did back-to-backs from the Facebook group let us know that like a whole bunch of cast members and everybody got sick in Mardi Gras like the next week. And so oh everything shut down. So we were like either the last or the second to last trip out of New Orleans for however long before they opened it back up. And, and it was an amazing experience. And then we've done three more cruises since then. We did two on the Fantasy. And then we just did the uh, Magic in April. Right, be- I'm, I'm really good at doing things right before things happen. I literally, I think I was on the last cruise before they dry docked. <laughs> That's right. You got to see, well, not the original Magic, because the original Magic has gone through dry dock before. But at least, you know, you got one more time on the Magic before all the upgrades happen. So, and, and some people would say the upgrades weren't all that upgrade. So, uh, upgraded. So, there you go. Um <laughs> Well, Alex, I'm curious. First, I got to start off by saying anyone out there who chooses to take a child under three on board a cruise, like kudos to you. I couldn't do it. I would not have had the patience as a parent to get that done. Uh, so kudos to you, Alex, uh, as well. I can I can vouch for that, by the way. Brian would not have had the patience <laughs> to take Nathan on a cruise when he was no. under three. Yeah. No, I would not have. I would not have had that level of patience. But um, Alex, why don't we st- step back and start by helping people understand how the It's a Small World nursery orients in with the rest of the kids' offerings. Like what's the ages and what's just the sort of general experience like for It's a Small World nursery as compared to maybe some of the other kids' club offerings on board? The, the It's a Small World is it's ages six months to three years. And six months is the earliest you can take a, a child on a cruise unless it's one of the, uh, I think, the, the transatlantic ones that are you have to be a year or maybe the ones that go around through the Panama Canal. We took our son at right after six months. And there's a funny reason for that. And then we also took him right just at like a 13 months. You know, you've got the, you've got the, the infant care and toddler care at it's a small world up until three years. And then they move up to the ocean year stuff and they can stay there till really till 12. But of course you also have the 11 and 12 year olds at is edge and then vibe for the, um, for the teenagers. And now I guess on the wish they have like a special eight, uh, was 1820 yeah. hideaway thing. Right. Well, yeah. they have the, they have the 1820 society on all the, sh- all the ships, but on the wish they do have a space, the hideaway that it's not exclusively for the 18 to 20 year olds, but they do a lot of their events in the 18 to 20. But they'll in judge the, you in the hideaway you in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think they use it a lot with because it's right next door to Vibe. Um, they use it a lot for the the teens as well. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it's a really cool it's a really cool space. So, how much is it per hour for the It's a Small World Nursery? So, for for whatever reason on the website, they want you to know how much it costs per half an hour. I guess maybe that's the increments oh. you book in. But it's four fifty for half an hour. So it's in my head that's nine dollars an hour, and which is way cheaper than childcare just about anywhere. Um, we pay our babysitter a little bit more than that. And so... Well, I will tell you, we're in the Seattle yeah. area. We pay babysitters about $20 an hour. So <laughs> yeah. it's... Yeah, I think we, yeah. we do about 15 but we yeah. visited some friends in Palo Alto, or not Palo Alto, Fresno, that were like, you can't do it for under 20 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say like, we only have one kid. So that like tells you we're paying $20 an hour for one kid. Like we have friends who have two or three kids. They're paying yeah. between 25 and $30 an hour. For yeah. Y'all should come to Atlanta because we do 15 for three kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I remember when my dad was $2 a ride home and a McDonald's dinner for the babysitter. So yeah. <laughs> 
and so that's a good question about the it's a small world nursery. If you have multiple kids, is it four fifty per half hour per child, or is there they prorated down? I want to say down to four dollars. I mean, it's, I don't even know why they bother. It's kind of like the uh, uh, three break. to nine year old at the parks. It's like they take like <laughs> fifty cents off per hour for an extra kid. We only have one that age. We have so we have a, we have a one year old, and then we have two daughters that are seven and nine now. Okay, okay. And so that's why we took a baby on the cruise to begin with because we were already fully entrenched and we are Disney people. We go to Disney for our vacations and then all yep. of a sudden we have our pandemic surprise <laughs> and we're like, well, he's coming with us. <laughs> That's right. Well, and the girls are both going to Oceaneers Club and Oceaneers mm, Lab. And so, yeah. yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta do something with the little one <laughs> too. Mm, yeah. Let me go back to one thing we said earlier, just to clarify it. So for the minimum age requirements, uh, six months, you're right, across the board for most sailings. But those itineraries that require one or older are now listed on the website as the South Pacific, Transatlantic, Hawaii, and Panama Canal repositioning cruises. So those link, much lengthier cruises mm -hmm. seem to uh, require at least one year old. And also probably those are the cruises that are sailing out in the middle of the ocean for long periods of time. So I was going to ask, Alex, um, what about booking or how does booking work for um, for the small world nursery? I know that there's some amount of booking you can do in advance, but I have no idea how much and uh, whether or not that is actually sufficient. The way it worked in April and, and everything keeps changing. So I don't want to say that I'm definitive on this because, you know, even as much as when we went a, a year ago, we were worried that it wasn't even going to be open. But uh, mm -hmm. basically, you get 10 hours that you can reserve just like you would reserve a cabana or an excursion. So whatever class castaway level you are, you know, if you're, you know, platinum or concierge, you can do it 120 days. And then, you know, if your first time is 75 days. Um, and so you get those 10 hours, which freaked me out because I thought that was it. And so then we get there and you find out that you can book as many as you want after that. So everybody gets their 10 hours that you try to fill in and you want to get those early because you want those prime time. Some people all want them at dinner time because they're going to Palo or they just don't want the baby at the dining table or they want them during the shows or they you know uh, want them. Maybe they want them at seven or eight, at eight in the morning so they can take a nap. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what do you guys find are the for your family the most important times to get covered? We like doing it right after lunch. So that's kind of like we're we're slow risers, so we get up and we get breakfast and just kind of mill around with the whole family. Then finally, everyone kind of wakes up around lunchtime and our kids go off to the Oceaneer Lab or Club. And then if we can get him off to, to the nursery, then we have like a couple hours to ourselves. And then we also like doing it uh, right after. We always do the early dinner. Um, that's a good thing for parents to know. From what I understand with... Uh, if you have a baby and you request the early dining, you pretty much get it no matter what. Um, if you've got the baby in your party. And that's Ooh. worked out mm -hmm. for us twice. Both times when we went to check in, we had the late dining. And as soon as we requested early dining, we got it even on our last cruise, which was really full. I don't know if that... I mean, I don't want to say that that definitely happens, but that's definitely the, the word on the street is that if you got an infant, they'll definitely give you the early dining. And so yeah, we would take him... It makes sense to prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. So we would take him to dinner, but then we would take him to the nursery for the shows and just... Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we would try him at the shows and then if he got fussy, then we would take him there or if he just got loud or bored. Um, but mm -hmm. sometimes the the shows just completely captivate their attention, and especially if it's something on deck with all the fireworks or, you know, the loud shows, we'll try to have him in there for that. And then any other times you can kind of just play it by ear. Um, so what I always recommend to people is as soon as you get on the boat, go straight there and try to get the rest of the hours you want. 
because you, everyone else is doing that too. That's the only like I would never go near guest services if I didn't have to when you first get on the boat because it's always slammed. But I'll <laughs> always race to the It's a Small World Nursery just to try to get those spots in. A couple other things you can do is you can book uh, a child care for an excursion. So if your family wants to go on an excursion, they don't take anyone under seven or anyone under nine, whatever the uh, rules are for the partic- particular excursion, they'll watch them. And even if they're booked up, if you have an excursion, you get in no matter what. And they don't they don't do that automatic for Castaway Key, but you can also have the baby stay on the boat for Castaway Key for part of it or oh, all wow. of it, depending on what you want. Are they open then during the whole day at Castaway Key? And the reason I ask that is because I know that the Oceaneers Club and, and Lab are not typically open for the whole day. They're open, I think, part of the day. But because they have a kids club on the island, they don't have it completely open on the ship the whole day. I don't know the exact hours, but it's pretty much the whole day because they don't have anything like that on the island. Right. Um, and then of course, you know, babies, you have to be a lot more careful with sun care and dehydration and that kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we definitely had him in the nursery for most of the time that we were on Castaway Key in April. And do you know the hours are on like a, let's say a sea day, for example, like what time they open in the morning and what time they stay open till at night? When I wrote that that, uh, piece on it, it was actually kind of hard to find. But from what I can tell, it's 8 a.m. to midnight. Wow. I think before COVID, they would even stay open till one in the morning. But yeah, it's 8 a.m. to midnight because babies, they sleep in the childcare. I mean, it's not like your five-year-old is going to be up till midnight if it's an infant, like you can, you can actually tell them, you say, put them, put them to sleep and they'll let you dictate that. They'll do the nap time for you. Or if the child's tired, they'll, unless you specifically told them not to, they'll put them down for a nap. And I've heard that they'll keep them potentially beyond your booked hours if they're sleeping. Like they will not wake a baby up for you to have to take them out. Did you, have you heard that? My, well, first of all, my son is terrible about napping at daycare (laughs) or he doesn't doesn't do well if other people are running around. He's just like, he wants to be in the middle of it. Stimulated. crash later. But so I didn't run into that. I imagine that's possible. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they would, I mean, I guess that's not true. There's been a couple of times where they absolutely were like, you have to come pick them up right on time because we're full. It was usually on a C day right before a show starts, which was fine because we were usually picking them up to take them to dinner anyway, but usually they're not full and they'll keep them, but they'll charge you. <laughs> right, um, right. If you just leave them in there, they're like, okay, just reminder, your time's up. We're charging you extra now. Um, okay. What's the extra fee? I mean, it's just the hourly rate. Nothing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So not like a penalty fee, like a permit. No, fee no penalty. Just, just yeah. once you start that next, I guess, 30 minutes. <laughs> Royal Caribbean had like a penalty fee for their kids club. Like if you didn't oh, pick really? them up by a certain time, and they were closing. Like this was a time when the kids club was otherwise. Yeah, be I, don't, I never ran into that. Minute. I, I imagine there's probably I don't know if it's a financial penalty or you're not allowed to use the nursery if you're just leaving yeah. the kid in there long after close. Yeah, they probably hunt you down with the app. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably they'll probably GPS location you with the new Magic Bands um, or Disney Band Pluses. I'd love to know some of the logistics um, of when you have your child in the, it's a small world nursery, like feeding and diapering, and do you need to bring their food with you, or do they have you know formula that you can use or puree foods that you can use, like those kinds of logistics. So uh, you do need to bring your own diapers, bring your own wipes. And then with food, they have a few things that they will give if you let them. They've got milk, juice and water and yogurt. And I want to say animal crackers, something like that. Mm -hmm. It just says crackers. I assume it's animal crackers. Could be saltines. I don't know. 
Um, and so you can, you've got this long sheet. That's one thing I always, I would want to warn parents is that there's a lot to fill out when you drop off your kid. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, you're sprinting to get to a show, like you better be ready to at least sit there for two or three minutes and fill it all out. You got to say, this is when I want them to nap. This is when I want them to eat. This is what I want them to eat. And then you, you can bring uh, prepackaged sealed foods. Mm-hmm. You can't bring, you can't bring something that's already open. You can't bring just like a half eaten bag of Cheez-Its or something like that. <laughs> It has to be sealed. You have to give them a spoon um, and they'll do that or they'll give them stuff that they've got. I think they got bananas too. I think that's, so they've got like a fruit and drinks and crackers and yogurt. Nice. What about formula or breast milk? Um, you know, you'd have to at, bring your own. You'd have to. Yeah. Be, yeah you, well, I imagine they don't give you their own. Breast milk, <laughs> <laughs> if there was one cruise ship that would, it would be Disney. <laughs> right, you have to get into international Disney. waters first. They would have a wet nurse in, right, in international yeah. waters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they will, they will, I assume they'll give your child that if you bring it ready to go. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Cause that wouldn't be factory sealed, but yeah, you, you provide that milk wise or formula. I imagine the formula is not mixed already. You give them a powder or a can right. or something. I think that's right. what we did. We had a can that we gave them for our first cruise, but then he was already transitioned to whole milk that they could provide mm-hmm. for the rest of the cruise. Well, that's super helpful. So it's, it's limited there, but What's amazing, I don't know if you guys want me to go into it, but the dining, what they can do for babies, dining is insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to hear what they do. So we're talking in the main dining room, yes. not in yeah. It's a Small World Nursery. Yeah, we'd love to know what they do for infants. So the first night you get there, they'll puree anything on the menu. <laughs> So if you want like your steak? kid to have persets and animators, if you have another baby, Josh, and you want to bring them and have them make them try truffle persets, you can. <laughs> you can get it all pureed. Yeah. Shout out to Josh in Bellingham, Washington. <laughs> in fact, they'll do it for adults probably too, but <laughs> if you want the smoothie. <laughs> I knew that was a thing for y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. Uh, but so usually we pick one of the vegetables on the menu and, and puree it. But then if there's something specific that they like, you tell them and they'll do it every night. So for instance, we discovered just by chance that Asher loved butternut squash soup. I mean, and who doesn't literally they brought it out to him soup. every night and he would just <laughs> devour it. But they'll puree anything. They puree strawberries, they puree green beans, they puree chicken. They mix it all together if you wanted them to. And so like they just had this, I mean, it was amazing. Smoothie. So you could try all sorts of new foods. And I mean, I felt like it was almost more options for them than it was the kids, you know, kids ordering pizza, <laughs> not on the menu too. <laughs> kids are picky. I love it. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I feel like we have to talk about like the fun stuff that the babies and the toddlers are doing. In it's a small world nursery. Like, do they have as much as you can have organized activities for babies and toddlers? Do they have activities that they sort of regularly do with, with the kiddos in there? It's a lot of self-driven. So they've just got toys everywhere. And if a kid... Mm-hmm. You know, sees that they'll play with the kid with that toy. Trying to get them to do stuff together doesn't usually work. Is if they they watch movies and then they'll have some like like maybe like a dance time and then they'll have uh, characters come in and see them. And I thought it was really funny that he was not excited to see Mickey. He <laughs> loved Mickey. In fact, I'm pretty sure "Oh boy" were his first words 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that's so awesome! Like he doesn't know what Mickey is. He just goes, "Oh boy," <laughs> um, like a picture of him on his wall or something. So, um, but yeah, so they they do that. It's but again, you know, kids are coming in and out, and sure. it's not like the Oceaneer Club where you can like get right. Them they're all not doing Gaga Ball in the yeah. middle of the club, right? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I ha- will say we've gotten a chance to go into it's a small world nursery on a, several of the ships just during open house hours. And it really is a beautiful space. Um, I would say the wish space is even more beautiful. Um, For anyone who hasn't seen it, all of them are Mary Blair. But as you said, I think in your blog post, Alex, the the ones on the four, we'll call them the four original ships, the first four ships are all really, um, it's a small world ride Mary Blair themed, whereas the Wish has other IP, other Disney IP, but themed in like a Mary Blair way. Right? Is, am I getting yeah, that right? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I mean, I'm second dad to the right. So, um, yeah. they got the Peter Pan on the door at the Wish, I think. And then yeah. they've got like Marvel characters that look like it's a small world. So, I think it's pretty cool. I'd like to have a shirt that has all those on it. <laughs> yeah. I think that would actually be, it's really fun theming. I, I thought it was beautiful. Um, mm. And they had like a train up top over like the TV in the in the one in, on the Wish. I, I thought it was amazing. I, I, yeah, just I haven't been on the Wish it. yet, but uh, it looks like the kids, the Oceaneer stuff is way next level compared to the other ships too. It is. It is. The theming. I think the theming in all the kids spaces really is just next level. I think Edge and Vibe are pretty similar to what they are as far as theming on the other ships, but the spaces are really beautiful and, and modern and updated. So, um, but yeah, uh, the Oceaneers Club and It's a Small World Nursery are just, I think, incredible spaces. Yeah. I feel like we need to talk a little bit about what one does with a baby on board a Disney cruise in general, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, when you're you when you don't have Asher in the, it's a small world nursery, what kinds of things are you doing around the ship? Um, because there are some spaces that are more probably baby friendly and other spaces that are probably less baby friendly. Well, he uh, and we could talk about this in a second. He he hasn't been walking on yet. He hadn't started walking, um, which will play into. Uh, Jack Jack, but, uh, um, <laughs> so you know, he just stayed in the stroller and he's pretty chill. He's not like real fussy and needing to get out and do stuff. He is now, but, uh, so <laughs> right. if we go again, we're, we're looking to go again soon. Um, we'll see how that goes, but, yeah. uh, you know, he just, he enjoys all the sights, all the sounds, this, you've got the, this, the little splash pad that each, each uh, cruise ship has, you know, because you're not, I thought it was a strange cause you know, at the resorts, you can take a baby in a diaper uh, in a swim yep. diaper into the pools, but not on the cruise ships. Um, I guess cause it's so much smaller. They could contaminate a whole lot more. <laughs> well, it's it's because they don't use chlorine on the pool in the oh, pools. Oh, I didn't know that. On, okay. Yeah. So uh, the pool deck pools, they're using salt water. Okay. And so it's an, you know, it's naturally, you yeah. know, chlorinated in that sense, but it's not chlorinated. So it's not killing poop bacteria. And so that's uh, okay. why they don't allow babies. And it's not just yeah. Disney. It's all the cruise lines have the same thing because none of them are using and it. And also stomach bugs on cruise ships are a much bigger deal than they are on land. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. So they want to keep the poop out of the pool, which you can understand. But yeah, it does limit yeah. you. Yeah, it does limit what you can do with the baby on the pool deck. But you're you're I'm, right. There's the Dory and the Nemo um, splash pads. And then on the Wish, there's the it's a Toy Story themed splash pad. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. They're really. Yeah. And, and they're great. And the, But I don't think he's even allowed in the bigger splash pads like the Huey Dewey Louie thing. But he loves it. He played with those. You know, I mean, he 
he's basically at this point in his life, just sitting in a stroller, watching stuff, crawling around, being excited about seeing stuff and then sleeping, you know, half the day. So, (laughs) and then if you really need to get him to move around, you don't want to be out in the sun. I think I mentioned this in, in a different blog post, but you can just set him loose in the atrium when no one's in there. I mean, that's a wide open space that they keep super well vacuumed. <laughs> I even posted, I posted an Instagram post of like, uh, we were, th- my daughters and I were throwing paper airplanes off the balcony and we were the only ones in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it does get pretty empty, especially like on a, a port day, frankly, the port days are probably the yeah. best for the atrium. Cause it's, it's just completely dead. Um, kind of midday. <laughs> Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode now have you gotten to check out with asher i know they do some hours in the morning i know on the magic and the wonder they do they open up andy's room i think they do it on the fantasy and the dream i know and i know on the wish they open up they have a it's a mickey and minnie themed play area um like captain mickey captain minnie they open that up for toddlers and infants for kind of big chunks of time. And they call it open house hours, but it is really geared towards those younger cruisers. Have you guys gotten to experience playing? In yeah, we took, it, we took him in there, both cruises that we went on. On the Fantasy, we took him in there. And he wasn't crawling yet when we took him there. He was only six months mm-hmm. or seven months old. And uh, so we took him in there just like we would set him in Andy's toy box and take a picture of him because he was in his Buzz Lightyear onesie. <laughs> oh, my God. And then on the magic, you know, he could crawl. So we have like one of the older sisters would hold him and go down the slinky dog slide. And and so that was fun. Um, It was crazy crowded in there. I mean, the open house Mm -hmm. was packed. So it was a little bit hard to maneuver in there. Because like I said, we went spring break. So I think it was a completely full sailing. But yeah, so yeah, we've definitely gone in there with him a good bit. And and I like the I like the smaller the magic and wonder kids clubs better. Um, because they've got that awesome um, that Toy slide. Story area. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That Andy's room on the Magic and the Wonder is way better than Andy's room on the Dream and Fantasy. I, w- I will highly, highly, highly recommend for folks with real young kids to go on the Wish because that Mickey, Captain Mickey and Captain Minnie um, space that they have, that they do open up actually a lot more than the other spaces for open house hours, specifically for the toddlers and infants. It's just a really beautiful space. And it's got very like infant and toddler appropriate kind of climbing things. When I say climbing things, we're talking very low to the ground stuff. Nothing where nothing where there's like a, a tall slide or anything. They're like those 
if you think of like the splash pads at some of the resorts that are aimed for the really, really little kids, they're like that, but not obviously with water. He did manage to give himself a goose egg by climbing up on top of a chair and they gave him one. <laughs> I don't, they get certificates like for and he got one called the parkour baby, even though he wasn't <laughs> walking yet. He was <laughs> trying to climb everything. He was climbing. Listen, our son, Nathan, was he was climbing before he was walking. He was climbing. We lived in a townhouse when he was little. And at like, I think it was he was about seven months old. He started climbing up the stairs. Now, he couldn't get down the stairs, but Mm -hmm. he was climbing up the stairs of our townhouse. And they were quite steep. And we were kind of terrified. Terrified. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't walk, you know, could barely crawl, but could climb. He tries to turn around and go back down. It's just like, it's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, terrifying. Absolutely. Now we have to get to like the highlight of babies on cruise ships because we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Jack Jack's diaper dash. Um, Alex, I know that Asher has competed in this amazing, competitive, wonderful experience on Disney Cruise Line. But why don't you tell our listeners who haven't maybe been on, tell us what's Jack Jack's diaper dash? So Jack-Jack's Incredible Diaper Dash is they roll out this track. I think it's 20 feet long. They roll out this mat across the atrium. I don't know how they do it. I think they have a new space that they do it in on the Wish. Um, but in the in the four original ships, they've got the atrium. And I mean, it's there was probably 150, 200 people watching across, you know, the you've got the the atrium floor and then you got the two balconies and it was just packed. They're using all sorts of light effects to make this like feel like a boxing match and (laughs) announcing It's like a Thunderdome, I think. They're interviewing us like, what'd you do to prepare? Um, Kind of stuff like that. (laughs) What's your training plan? (laughs) What are you feeding the kid? training plan is that he wants to get away from me and he wants to go back to mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I told him. Now they Um, do it in the hero zone on the wish. So you're correct. They don't do it in the H in the grand hall on the wish. Um, And it's, it's a better space for that event on the wish because the atrium's bigger. I think they do two of them on the wish too, which is even more incredible because it's a shorter cruise. They might because there are a lot of, um, there are quite a few babies on most wish cruises. I will say mm-hmm. we were on the wish maiden voyage and there were only two babies on the entire ship. And so it was a head to head competition nice. for Jack Jack's incredible diaper dash. It was the quickest I've ever seen that competition go. <laughs> Yeah. There were a lot of babies on this cruise because, like I said, it was packed. But I guess it, there weren't as many as you normally would because it was spring break for schools. So there was a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he only competed against four kids. Uh, so That's but, not uh, bad. Yeah, sometimes they have multiple heats because there's so many babies on board. Yeah, now, so we how had did two he, heats of two. How, oh, okay. So, and how, yeah, how yeah. did he do? So in the first heat, um, they took off and he just went straight to mom. And the other kid went about halfway, tried to crawl under the rope to get to his sister and then kind of looked like he took a nap and <laughs> Asher never lost focus. Actually, that's not true. He'd sat up for a second and everyone was like, no. <laughs> and then he finished the race and won. But the best part, uh, um, and I sent you the video, the best part is that when at this point, he doesn't do it anymore. But now if I'm holding him by his stomach, like he's flying like Superman, he spazzes his limbs out like this. And so he was just like, <laughs> everyone was just dying laughing. 200 people were cheering. And then as soon as I set him down, he just took off to get, because mom and both sisters were all waiting for him at the other side. Oh my God. And so he didn't, he didn't hesitate. And then the second time he did it again. And our competitor made a mistake by letting mom release the baby. And Ooh. so the baby just turned around and held on to mom's leg. Mom. Oh, yeah. Astro did not care about me. He wanted to get to his mom. And so, <laughs> <He> <laughs> and so we, baby. 
And so I am the proud father of the Disney Magic April 1st to 5th or whatever dates we were there. Jack Jack's incredible diaper dash champion. Oh my God. Got a medal. I was a little disappointed we didn't get to keep one of the stuffed animals. So we bought one when we got home. (laughs) But we got a medal. And then I've got the sticker that he competed with that they put on his back. It's on the back of my laptop. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Now, which medal did you get? Did you get one of the original Mickey medals or one of the new medals? It's a Mickey plastic. Does thing. it, it say, say winner on it? I think it says yeah. winner. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are the original Mickey. Well, I, I don't know yeah. if original is the right term, but those are the ones they've been giving out for years. They have some new ones that they have launched and we've seen around some of the ships, but they haven't made their way, I feel like, everywhere and not for every competition. Yeah. They but probably got Mickey. them in dry dock. I missed it by one week. Yeah, probably, probably. I'll bring it with me, see if I can trade it in on my next <laughs> Listen, I think those Mickey medals are collectible items. So I think you should keep that Mickey medal. (laughs) I think you just need to take Asher on again to compete. And even if he's walking um, at that time, just tell him he has to crawl it. (laughs) I'm sure that'll work. I'm sure I won't do it. I'm sure he'll listen. Well, I think, you know, as we said, like the, you, as you said, the secret is um, dad has to be the one to release with mom on the other side, holding up whatever fun stuff that the baby might want. I think if we ever tried that competition, that would be the method we would have to go as well. So sorry, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alex, I'm curious, can you also speak a little bit about the special touches and extras that Disney will provide in the room for an infant? And I'd be curious to know what kind of room you sail in or have sailed in with an infant. So the first time we went, we uh, brought my parents and they, so they had the girls in their room. Mm-hmm. And so there was four in their room and then we had three in our room. And so it was just him on the side. With, so we just had a normal size cruise ship. And that was on Fantasy. We got one of those extended decks, which was awesome, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the ship on level five. And then this last time on the Magic, we you there was only a certain amount of sh- room, state rooms that are available that you can put five people in. And basically it was a it was actually on the concierge level next to the concierge rooms. Mm-hmm. And so when when our, our travel agent booked it, I was like, wait, I'm looking at these. I'm looking at reviews. I think you might have gotten us into concierge. And she was like, it's, I promise it's not concierge. And I was like, it looks like it is. Yeah. So on deck eight on the Magic and the Wonder, the concierge rooms and regular rooms are kind of mixed together in that where, versus on the Dream and Fantasy and even Wish. Like the concierge rooms are kind of in separate areas with sort of one exception on the Wish. but. Yeah, so they are interspersed. Um, Although I will tell you, the room you had may now be a concierge room because they did convert on the magic, some of those rooms on the magic to concierge. Yeah, But you would have paid concierge prices, Alex, so. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So basically, it's it's a normal-sized stateroom, veranda-sized stateroom, but then it'll have another three feet of space for the pack-and-play to sit in, and then it has the veranda, the normal-sized veranda. Um, And so... We were able to put everybody in there, though I think you would have. They won't let you book a five-person room with a baby, like a normal-sized room. Even though I think he could have fit just fine in front of the girls' bunk beds, but right. they wouldn't let us do it. So it was very specific what room we had to have. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to convince grandparents to come with us again so that we can <laughs> get the smaller room. Yeah, you can get the yeah. slightly smaller room. Now, tell me, they they provide the pack and play and the sheets. I I mm-hmm. assume for the baby, but are there any other things? Yeah, one trick that we did was we took the that quilt off of the front of the main of the main bed and mm-hmm. folded that up under the sheet and then put the sheet over it um, to give them a little bit of extra padding because the pack and play is 
I don't think it's really meant to be a crib for a whole week. So we did that. If you ask, they when we did this the first time, we you know he was just drinking milk the second time, so we didn't really need to. But the first time, they would give you a bottle sterilizer um, that you could use, and then I'm blanking. There's but they have several other things that you normally oh the, oh without us even asking, they gave us a diaper genie. Oh, nice. um, if, for those of you who don't know what those are, basically it's a it's a trash can that pinches the smell closed when you drop the diaper in. I never had to empty it, so I assume that, that uh, uh, the stateroom hosts were taking care of that also. Oh, that's a really nice benefit. Yeah, so they I did remember that. having to empty those and those, yeah. and they're not fun. They're stinky. Yeah, and then of course I think you know we could order room service and get milk delivered. You know, if Asher's asleep and taking a nap, we can order room service and then have a glass of wine on the porch or on the veranda. We could get ourselves a cheese platter and pretend we're having a date when really we're just snap trapped. <laughs> or one of us goes out and has fun while the other one just sits there. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the benefit of veranda, right? I mean, if the yeah. baby's napping, you can at least yeah. sit out on the veranda and enjoy the scenery, even if you can't leave the room. I don't want to say for sure, but they didn't mind that we brought the monitor with us. Like that wasn't one of the no-no electronic devices. At least they didn't tell us not when they went through our luggage. Um, so we oh. would have them. We could even shut the veranda door so we didn't wake him up and just listen to the monitor on the deck if it wasn't too loud outside from the wind. Oh, that's very smart. I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm guessing it probably didn't have much range for you to leave in the other direction. A lot of monitors will go up to, I mean, they say 900,000 meters, but I'm assuming that's direct line of sight. I don't know how it would go through the walls. We didn't try to wander off yeah. from him. I'm, yeah. I may consider trying to do a, a split room stay, you know, with, you know, the baby and one adult in one room and the girls and the other adult in a room. And then we could put the baby down in one room with the adjoining door and, have the mm -hmm. monitor in the other room. I'm sure it would work fine because it's working all the way across our house right now. Nice. So hopefully Asher will be a Platinum Castaway Club member soon, well on his way to Pearl. Uh, but we just appreciate you taking the time to share this info with us. Do you want to let folks know where they can find and connect with you if they want to follow your travels, read your blog post about the It's a Small World Nursery, all that good stuff? Yeah, so we I started a blog called Second Dad to the Right, and I talk about cruising with uh, family, and I talk about going to the parks at Walt Disney World with family right now because we live in Atlanta. So it's only a seven hour drive for us. In fact, now that we have the baby, mom flies and I kick <laughs> like on spirit for like 30 bucks with the baby and I drive all the luggage <laughs> with the girls. <laughs> so the baby doesn't have to be in the car for all that time. And because mom also needs to take lots of bathroom breaks too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so we send them and it cuts down our travel time by like two hours. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the one who, when we are in a uh, long car ride, who makes us stop every five minutes for the bathroom as well. So I sympathize. So I started the blog. I mean, I'm a I'm a pastor. I mentioned that, um, and so I've spent a long time knowing how to explain things to people and mm -hmm. making it funny along the way, so they'll pay attention. And so it worked <laughs> out really well with blogging. That can do that. I people ask like. A lot of friends come to me wanting to know like tricks and tips for dealing with kids and everything yeah. for going to Disney. So I started writing about it. Um, so you can go to secondaddtotheright.com or you can find me on Facebook at Second Dad to the Right or Instagram at Second Dad to the Right. Um, but mostly I'm trying to build out long form blog posts, helpful stuff like how to handle It's a Small World, how to go on your first Disney cruise. My, my, uh, my oldest daughter, who's about to turn 10, she wrote 
her favorite rides for each park. Oh, um, nice. A lot, I've sent to some people when they're asking about, you know, what ride should I take my kids on? I was like, well, this is, here's the perspective of a nine-year-old. So if you've got a <laughs> nine-year-old, you try this one out. I love it. You also have um, blog posts on packing for Disney Cruise. Um, you have blog posts on tips for first-timers. So you have lots of great um, Disney Cruise Line content as well. I, I would just... For our yeah. listeners out there, um, yeah, so and and some really cute and funny pictures of you and your family out there cruising and out there at the parks. Um, in particular, one that I enjoyed of Asher dressed what would look like for formal night, but as you said in your blog post, there is no formal night within the It's a Small World nursery, um, despite his outfit to the contrary. So, did you see the eyebrow pictures? I did also see the eyebrow pictures for it was an April Fool's. Yeah, so our first day of sailing was April Fool's. So my wife thought it'd be funny to color his eyebrows with a with a eyeliner. Yeah. And so every time we're going through security, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, hi!" And they look down at the baby, and they're like, "Try not to insult the baby." <laughs> and, and then we just say April Fools, and they would start laughing when they realized what was <laughs> happening, but they couldn't figure out why this kid had this like crazy unibrow <laughs> when all the rest of us didn't have dark eyebrows. <laughs> it was a, it is a really cute picture. Well, thanks again so much, Alex, for coming on the show and for letting our listeners know where they can find you and follow you on your travels. But we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.